Welcome to Free and Figuring It Out, a weekly podcast hosted by two Brits, Sherelle Griffith and Verity Brown, on a mission to support, empower and reassure fellow independent millennial women that they can be self-sufficient, successful and seen. Hello and welcome to Free and Figuring It Out. Today we are talking about love. If you are listening to this in real time on Sunday, it will be Valentine's Day. And it is no secret that I absolutely love Valentine's Day. However, let's be real. It has been a, it's going to be a different Valentine's Day. It's also been a very hard year for love and a good year for love and lots of things. And so we're going to have a conversation about love over the last year. What is love during a pandemic? Obviously, for those who do not know, I'm a single lady. So I'll be taking the, the gauntlet for the single ladies. I don't know if that's even the right word. Waving the flag. Doo, 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 and then Verity will be in the opposite corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, are we having a boxing match or something? <laughs> yes, we are having a boxing match. <laughs> I will represent the ladies in relationships. Yes. That was the word, right word. Represent was the word I represent, was really looking for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah I, I would just like to say before we kick off that I just want to do if you are listening if you are a single lady and you might have been a single lady from back in the beginning when we were just for single ladies or if you're a new single lady my heart is truly truly going out to you right now I do not think enough people have been recognizing how hard it has been to be single especially if you live alone as well um over the last year so I'm pouring all my love and honestly if anyone's like alone and sad or struggling please you can absolutely reach out to me send me a DM on Instagram find me through free and figuring it out I'm absolutely here to chat because I think it's been a really hard year for women and whilst I'm not living by myself right now I did spend a fair chunk of it by myself at different points over the last year and it has been really hard yeah we spoke about this a little bit in an episode last year didn't we when Covid was kind of you know a bit newer and, and we were all trying to navigate where we were in it and I think um you mentioned it then that it just feels like the single people have been forgotten a bit you know and how hard it is um for you guys um so and I think you know it's terrible being in a relationship you think it, it's hard anyway COVID and then I think I can't even really um imagine if life isn't peachy and you are single and you don't have that person to kind of comfort you or whatever you need so yeah I think um I do I I um sympathize but I can't empathize (laughs) that's what I'm trying to say yeah no I totally get that (laughs) and don't get me wrong I totally understand it's also been a very hard year for those in relationships that might not have loved might not have bloomed I have a one of my good Mm -hmm. friends her sister is a divorce lawyer and she is in the money right now and I definitely think um being in lockdown with your partner it's definitely shown the cracks yeah Russell Brand actually shared it was it ended up being quite comical but I think it was meant to be serious there was like this divorce lawyer that went on an American news channel and she was like I'm making like four times the money I did before lockdown because everyone's getting divorced and he was like commenting on how happy she was and how a bit sick it was (laughs) that she was so happy um but yeah there's been so much in the media about how this has been like the ultimate test and I think you know 
um, just to mention, we're very aware that there are circumstances out there that aren't good in terms of um, people who are experiencing violence or abuse. And um, hopefully by now people know where to go if, if that is the case. But for those of us who are in um, healthier relationships um, and blessed to be, I think it is a point where we've had to decide, is this the person I want to spend not necessarily the rest of my life with maybe but you know like the rest of of like this portion of my life with um or I'm am I needing to break away and and am I settling and do I need to move on whether that's to be on my own or be with someone else and yeah it's that reflection time isn't it like we've been blessed with this time that I was actually talking to my partner about it that we will probably never ever have in our lifetime ever again and so it's that time to think what do I want you know and I think that's why people are really starting to change their lives and relationships seem to be at the forefront of that really oh yeah I think definitely if I think about how much even I feel I've changed in the last year that I can imagine part of the reason why there's been a strain on some relationships is that people aren't the people they walked. People aren't the people they were when they got locked in, in originally. They've come out as different yeah. people. And then if you've both gone in like slightly different ways or you've like realised your priorities have changed, you know, your life circumstances like outside of your um, hands might have changed. That it's definitely brought up a lot of questions. And like you said, lots and lots of reflection time. So to kick off though, I suppose, I will talk a bit about, I suppose, dating over the last year, so since last Valentine's. And I'm like, I've been on two dates. Woo! So, um, <laughs> Careful there. <laughs> I know, and I'm pretty sure I probably had a, like, December, not December, a 2020 gold line dating, because I've always been quite conscious that I never wanted people to be like oh the reason why you're single is because you don't make time for it like you're so busy with your career and your business so I always actively would like make sure like I go on dates and meet people and I'd be on the apps and do all that stuff and um last year yeah I would have gone on in February I think literally just just after Valentine's Day probably maybe on that weekend or something like that I did go on a date with a lovely guy but then and then I left I left Oh no, no, it must have been in March, sorry. And then I left because I left I left in like London in like mid-March, a week before lockdown. So I went on a lovely date and I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go to my friends and hopefully I'll be back in London soon when I get a new flat. And then the country went into lockdown and I've never seen him ever again. And he actually was really nice. And I'd like had spent the original first lockdown like having video calls with him and like keeping in touch daily. And then I just got to the point where I was like, clearly this is never happening. Like we're never gonna I'm never going to get back to London and get to go on a second date. And it was hard. Do you want to see him again? Well, now my whole life changes. I don't think I'm moving back to London. So it's like whatever it is. But at that point, yeah, it was really difficult because it was like, well, I really had a good date and we had really good conversations. And I was genuinely like looking forward to the second one. And mm. that's what I think the first lockdown for me was the hot, was this weird thing of, there was a lot of anticipation. So in the first lockdown I did, I was on all the apps because we had all that time and I would spend time messaging people and I, I did have a few uh, video dates with new people. And I can't, I, went, I can't think what app it was and they made it so you could like do video calls in the app. So then you didn't- Was it Hinge? Yeah, I think it was Hinge. I feel like it was Hinge, yeah. 
and then so then you didn't even need to um like give people your number so I was like yeah I'm on this and I, I remember like I'm really active and then it got to a certain point where I just thought we're never gonna get out like we're never gonna, we're just never gonna get to see people again that I was just like I can't bother to drag myself to do this anymore well it's not sustainable like it's it's hard isn't it you know you start chatting someone you're getting on really well and you even know with this with going back to normal dating there's only so long you can chat someone on online before you need to see them like there's only so much like flirting and joking and stuff you can do before you're like okay I need to know if this person if I have chemistry with them if I like this in real life you know if I actually fancy them and so to know that that could go on for three months six months I mean it must just be exhausted you know it's like in a way do you say right I think we could get on but I'm just going to pause this yeah. until like we're, we're never going to go in lockdown again hopefully and then we'll resume and then we can maybe you know I don't know exactly and so there was someone who I because I actually went on a big online app dating spurt in that original lockdown and there was someone who I started speaking to then and like, yeah, I'd talk to them like most days. Like when I was going for my lunch walk, I would ring him. And like, we had like really good conversations. And when I came back to London in the summer and it must've been like when it was like rule of six, like, I don't know, they lit at some point, maybe when it was eat out to help out or whatever. And I remember we went for, <laughs> that good old eat out to help out. We went for a brunch and it was basically, but I was just freaked out, like, because I hadn't, by this point, I hadn't seen anyone. So I was living by myself. I was spending, like, all week by myself. And I'd see, like, my friend that was my bubble every other weekend. Basically, to even be that close to someone, then I was, and I knew he was out of these people that were seeing those people that I was just like, he's going to pass it to me. That like, I was freaking myself out anyway. <laughs> but I felt like I needed to see him because I'd spoken to him so much. So, that, but then I just was like, I think, and then after that, we spoke for a little bit more. I think he went away. He kept trying. I don't know how many times that guy went away last year. I was like, how many restrictions are there? But you've managed to travel abroad seven yeah. times. And then by the time we went to back into November lockdown, I just was like, like you said, I was like, if this had been another time, I absolutely believe something could have happened. But this yeah. is too much in, out. We can't see anyone. Now we can see people. We're doing this, doing that. And I do feel there's also someone I do feel super sorry for who <laughs> I was just baby too for so long and over like Christmas and stuff. And then when we went into this new lockdown, I just was like, I'm really sorry. Like, I know I owe you a date and I do truly believe you will get that date, but I cannot text you anymore because there was literally, I can't have you asking me, how are you? Cause I actually have nothing uh, entertaining to say. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't even feel like a full person anymore. So I definitely don't have that like, what my diaries I don't know what you want me to say to you well, this, there's no conversation <laughs> yeah it's like what so what so what are you doing this weekend um staying indoors what are you doing tonight um watching tv you know that there's nothing and there's only so far you can take that you know it's yeah and also I, I feel like it's not a true representative of me because like, actually Completely. if you if you fall for this woman you're gonna have a shock when they <laughs> back out because I'm not normally a oh I do 75 hours of yoga and walking and put my <laughs> on in the evening like that's not that's not me and if you fall in love with her we're gonna have issues so yeah so I have now given up I have I don't think I the reason why I couldn't even remember hinge was that app was because I can't remember the last time I even went on an app they're all still mm. open but I haven't clicked on them and I have 
no interest until I know there is freedom on the horizon. Yeah, and and now you're in a new pool. I am in you're a new, new pool. Nottingham <laughs> pool. Sorry, I can I have to say I don't know why it comes out in a Liverpoolian accent when I say pool pool. Um, so oh, fresh me, exciting. <laughs> I mean, I wish I was as excited as you. I am not as excited, and that's I'm, I'm living between you. It's, um, definitely one of my worries, but I will be positive. The good that when we get back out, I will be positive and I will be putting myself back out there. So um that has been the dramas of Sherelle as a single lady. Um, but what about you mm. in a lovely relationship? Share the other side. Represent. Do, 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 do. Represent. Um, so I moved in with my girlfriend in October 2019. So we'd only been living together six months-ish before everything kind of happened. Um, so that was a kind of test in itself, even though it didn't feel it, but I think it it's a lot to to kind of handle within six months of a living together. And we'd only been dating a year when it happened when it happened. Um so yeah, and actually it was really blissful at first because it gave us time to like get to know each other and like kind of delve deeper in our relationship so I suppose we were lucky that we were a new relationship and it wasn't like we've been married 20 years and we'd already had all those deep conversations like we were still figuring things out about each other so that was really lovely and you know I don't know if you remember but the weather was lovely and you know we were both furloughed and so it felt in a way quite blissful but then um I suppose it just I don't know we're we're very different as people me and my partner and um I actually because I live in the Lake District at the minute and it it doesn't fill my soul and um it's something that I've you know I've been looking at, at moving and stuff um I just I adore the lakes it's part of my childhood but there's something right now about the woman I am now that doesn't click with the lakes I think I've still got that city girl kind of burning inside of me and she's just not quite satisfied here so then that started kind of rearing up in that I was then feeling a bit trapped within my environment um but my partner like is literally like a fish in water here like she adores it so much and so that started making a few kind of of difficulties and, and things like that and then it just became a bit of a a roller coaster in that I sort of went back to work and then she went to back back to work a bit, but then was furloughed and went back to work a bit. Then was furloughed. so all that was up and down, up and down, um, and just confusing for us and our time together. And you know, it got to the point where some weeks, like she'd be super busy and we wouldn't really see each other, but. I wasn't busy and so I was and I have nobody here yeah. like I, have, I didn't have chance to really make proper relationships before COVID so then I just felt really like abandoned in a way you know like it was really hard to like feel fulfilled and I was trying and it, so it was just kind of this up and down up and down sort of wave thing um and yeah it's like everything you know we're, we're all good and um, I think we've come to kind of a, a nice, like, equilibrium balance place. Um, but I think it's taught me a lot about um, 
being individuals within a relationship as well. So I think this is what I was going to um, mention. I think couples who like live in each other's pockets and are quite codependent probably have absolutely adored this past year. Yeah. But I think if you are a couple that works really well because you're not in each other's pockets. It's been too much. Yeah. So all my relationships have been like that. I've always been very independent within a relationship. Like I've adored who I've been with, but I couldn't have. I used to say with my um, past relationship for 10 years that the only reason we lasted so long was because he worked nights and I worked days. So we didn't (laughs) see each other that much. I know that sounds awful, but I'm sure some people can relate. Um, Like when we did see each other, it was like a real quality time because we made an effort because it was so rare and and things like that. So yeah, it's been interesting. And I think aside from that, we've both, like I say, been on our own journey. You know, I've been doing loads of inner work, which has affected the relationship. Um, And, you know, she's kind of, been building her business and so I think from that aspect I've had to become less selfish so I I don't know if being single in lockdown you you can put yourself first really think about you but then there's a real lack of um sort of support and communication and things like you know like and touch and and being with someone whereas for me it's like I've had to really consider the other person in the room like every day um no I can I can understand that and I think your the point around like yeah you can't be selfish and you you know part of being in a relationship is always you've got to be supportive but also everyone's reaction is different to like how they've been feeling locked down like the emotions have been a wild so even if I think actually you know the original lockdown was I lived with my best friend and I had to even let in that situation I just had to be more considerate because I was like mm. having a hard day I, I would feel like I needed to be supportive and help that and like we were both on such emotional roller coasters. It's not normal life. So you're trying yeah, to deal yeah. with that and then both support each other. And then, mm-hmm. like, so I can totally understand that. But I think the point you made about the relationship styles and like how people work together, that has had an impact on then how they found lockdown is really like important. Because when I look at some of my friends and yeah, there are people that are like, it's been amazing. I was like, yeah, because some people actually never had enough time. They were both, They were both like, super busy working all the time like like they're like and never got enough time with each other that the fact that yeah they're both furloughed it's sunny we're going for gorgeous walks of course you're loving life but like Mm -hmm. you were saying if you were someone who was like actually we had a good balance and that did involve us going out and seeing friends or having different types of jobs or doing different things and then coming back together and now it's the two of us are just on top of each other with each other 24 7 that could be really difficult yeah yeah no I think um and I think this is why people have either really kind of built these incredible relationships over lockdown or gone divorced I think there's not much of a gray area I think it has been the extremes um and I and I think you know like we've said it's all circumstances you know you as a single woman like kind of choosing to live with a friend rather than being on her own in like a flat in the middle of London you know things like that it's like it it goes even deeper isn't it it's like being in a couple in like a a tiny council house with kids running around is totally different from being a couple in a lovely four-bedroom countryside (laughs) you know retreat house or you know it's um there's so much that kind of contributes to it bar the rawness of 
love either a single or a relationship oh yeah no absolutely and I think you know because like yeah I'm doing it from a single woman that's also child free whereas I'm sure that like a single woman with a child like I can't even imagine how hard mm. um you know I have I have got a friend that's single and I, I remember at one point I can't remember what the rules were and I remember just thinking like she just can't see anyone because mm. she has no one to look after the kids then you're never allowed as one-on-one to go and meet anyone and I, like I felt so like sorry for her so yeah I think there are so many multitudes of different situations but hopefully at least by us sharing opposite sides of the table that's been like slightly helpful for a few people but one of the things you mentioned was for you and your partner it was really useful to get but you know like you do your own stuff and then you'd come back and have quality time and Mm -hmm. quality time is my love language so if people it it is yeah (laughs) so if people have never come across uh, the term of love language before there was a book by Gary Chapman called the five love languages and I probably came across it about five years ago shortly after I'd broken up uh, from a relationship so I was like oh you should read this book and I didn't even need to do the test to know that quality time was Mm. my love language because basically the thing I used to always moan about was we never get enough quality time. I was like a broken mm-hmm. record about not getting mm-hmm. enough quality time. So there are technically five different love languages, which are words of affirmation, um, quality time, acts of service, physical touch, and receiving gifts. So for me, what's been really evident over the last year, over the last year, so like because quality time is my love language, what I love nothing more, obviously, is to is one-on-one time with someone where I feel like they're paying attention to me. Like, that's what I want and you can see yeah. it very much in also like my friendships like I have a lot of small one-on-one friendships with people like that's what I, I want yeah. all your attention <laughs> like, me too anyway. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I want from you so actually in some ways lockdown has it has been quite good for me because what it has allowed is in some of my friendships is really to like call people more than before and people were more willing and more supportive and I think because well I mean one is people had more times but I do think people just were like well I am at home rather than going like you know most of my friends are metropolitan 30s women living busy lives doing lots of things and now all of a sudden they had more time so they could be like sit on the phone and there's a few women in particular that are like that (laughs) there's one that we have a joke which is like we never have a phone call that's less than two hours oh my god <laughs> like, I it's really... like that <laughs> <laughs> so but that's the thing so for me um at least because quality time I, in a way I'm still able to have that like I'm still being able to like have zoom calls with people have phone calls with people and have that extended um, even though I've not been physically with them so I can feel that I've been all right but one of the things I've definitely like my heart pours out to is those that is like physical touch is mm. their love language because I'm like without being it I just as a hugger I'm missing the fact like I was like I didn't have a hug for three months and I'm thinking like and this is the type of person who I work in an industry where people I don't even like I used to have to hug like I would probably have to do air kisses and hug like 20 30 people every single day to now I've not had a hug in three months like literally no wonder my poor body was having so many issues but my love language isn't even physical touch so I was like I can't imagine if you are someone that that is really important like how difficult this time would have been and I think that's like I've definitely seen like in like Facebook groups and commentary people are like yeah no one's really spoken about this idea of like what it is like yeah not to have 
someone to be able to hug you for such a long time like period of time and no one's going mm. to touch you um so if your if your love language is physical touch I'm sending you virtual love across across the internet she's doing a heart shape with her hands <laughs> just so you know I'm sending people it. I'm sending it she's um, sending it she's vibing out do you know what your love language is OT well I haven't done the test for a while but when I did it it was physical touch followed by because it's percent is it percentages or is yeah, there a, the, it, there's an order isn't there yeah I think so receiving order. gifts was my last one like just does not bother me at all um but my next one down was quality time okay. so um I I genuinely being really honest have I think I've taken for granted the fact that I have had someone to not only hug but like kiss and connect with and you know we watch tv and our bodies will connect in some way you know I'll have my legs over her or we'll hold her not in a slushy way but just in a (laughs) I don't know there's just a comfort there and I think I've totally taken that for granted until I've spoken to people and people are like oh my gosh I miss like just touching people so much and I I still miss hugs I am I crave to to just hold people that I care about but I have had that fulfillment of having someone you know to hold in bed and like things like that like I I've really taken that for granted which I don't anymore but at the start I think I was just I think like everyone we all went into our own heads because that was the only way of coping um but yeah, so I again sending my love to you all. I'm sending it with my hand with a <laughs> emotion. A wafting. <laughs> a waft. <laughs> to you all, you physical touch people out there. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, I, and I, and I think that if you haven't taken the test, you um we'll put a link in the in show notes because you can just do it online. You don't need to read the whole book. But I really encourage everyone to give it a go. For me, it was very insightful. Um, and actually, I had taken the test twice and it has changed. And um, definitely, it's interesting. I think the longer I got single, the more acts of service became important to me because I just think I was just like, I want someone to just mm. do something for me. Like, you know, I'm all a strong, independent woman. I do everything like, you know, but I had a point where I just was like, I can't imagine how nice it would be. Like, it would feel like the nicest thing in the world if someone just like did something for me and I didn't have to do everything by myself yeah really no, nice. I get that. so I definitely think even if you've done it a few years ago have another go maybe you know maybe it was physical touch today like I just want them to leave me alone because it's too much <laughs> but why it's really good I gifts I just want loads of gifts <laughs> give me all the gifts uh, well it's funny that both of us had gifts as a the bottom and interestingly I realized I had been in a relationship where gifts I definitely think was high up on the, on the individual's list and therefore ah. they would give gifts and therefore expect like me to be like in massive adoration and it's not that I don't appreciate gifts but basically every day is like you start back at zero basically with me so you'd give this great gift and I had like would have a lovely day have a lovely dinner whatever but then they would think the next day that I mean like they're in my good books for like two weeks and, it has to, and I'm like no like, it's a new day love new day oh gosh gosh <laughs> It's, a, it's the same standards I give to myself I'm very fair yeah but, um yeah but what is interesting is it's, it's been interesting for me single to be able to reflect back on like I said look at my love language and be able to see I suppose some of my exes what I thought their love languages were and how it's worked but also I think if you're in a relationship it's really powerful 
for you to understand what your love language is and what your partner's is because a lot of people after reading it saying oh I really realize like it's like people can be saying things or they could be doing things repeating it and you don't quite realize and you don't and then sometimes mm-hmm. you read something like oh that makes so much sense yeah so like yeah. now for example I yeah I live with my mum and I definitely think she's acts of service like I think like it's really important for her to like do things for her like that's really important so even like, it's not just about like romantic love and I've used it also it makes me think about business as well so it's not even yeah. just love in a like relationship situation um like a romantic relationship is what I was meant to say there um it can knowing how like you respond to love and what others do can affect lots of different relationships as well yeah and like you said learning the other person I think like it's good to know yours but actually the whole point of this is to learn the other person so you know if you're giving gifts and that person's like oh thanks and then you're like I'm giving you loads of gifts like where's your where's this love and that because that person's love language is quality time and all they want you to do is come home from work and spend an hour chatting to them and like they wouldn't care if they never received a gift ever again like it's trying to understand that isn't it um like each other's so you can but basically you can speak their love language and they can speak yours that's kind of the crux of it yeah yeah like actually I think that's the thing if you could understand theirs then it's like you shouldn't be just trying to impose your love language on someone else you should be trying to show love to them in theirs even if that means a bit of a wiggle around for you but before we end what what valentine's day plans do we have so I last (laughs) week went to Tesco (laughs) Me and my dad having our fabulous 10.30 late night shop because he didn't want to see anyone. And, um, 10.30? Yeah, we I'm going re- to sleep by then. I know, it's because it's meant to be the quietest time. So, you know, we go super late. Um, and, you know, the the alcohol section was all... Right when we first walked in, they had all the Valentine's section. So I bought myself a night. If you had your club card, one litre of Bailey's was down to £12. Ka-ching. So I brought that. <laughs> and then we got to like the food section and it was like the meal was for two and it seemed like a really yeah. good deal it was like get a main get a side two desserts and I could get a bottle of rosé because you know rosé is my thing 10 pound I was like this feels like a bargain but can I get all of that just for me <laughs> we've had this conversation before I Cheryl I know but before <laughs> the thing is actually in the last few years Obviously, I was never in a situation where I actually had to spend it alone. I mean, I don't, I can't remember what last year. So hilariously, last year I was with my best friend. Oh, I forgot about that. I was with my best friend from Nottingham, and her husband and her three kids, and we made pizza from scratch. And I was like, "Are you sure I'm not literally ruining your valentine?" I stayed over on the 13th, uh-huh. and then they let me stay all day. I, my plan was just to like stay and then leave at like three o'clock when the kids got back from school and be like, "You can enjoy the rest of your evening." They're like, "No, it's fine." You can stay. I was like, "But it's Valentine's Day." So I actually haven't spent, even though I'd spoken about this, I think because the M&S deal was what we spoke about on an episode before. Yeah. I've never normally been in a situation where I've actually not either been with someone else or like I could have just gone and found another single friend and then ate like, lots of food together. So yeah, we'll see. I haven't decided whether I'm just going to do it, buy it and eat it all. <laughs> I love it and my view of that was like oh my god I couldn't imagine um, like manage all of that and you were like of course you can and yeah. I was like no I can't it was just we had that conversation didn't we I definitely um, could, I definitely could eat it all it's just whether I should eat it all that's the thing <laughs> well do what feels good to you do what feels good is, is that what Adrienne says the yoga Fine, what girl, feels good. It? 
Primal Find what feels, feels good. good. Find what feels good. Um, so my girlfriend, God bless her, said really romantically to me, she's a chef the other night, shall I bake hot cross buns on Valentine's Day? I was like, uh, yeah. I was like, I'm not really sure what the connection is here. I'm not sure where this has come from. It's but not if, Easter. <laughs> if that's what you want to do, babe, you do that. <laughs> so that's the extent to what we've talked about. I have no idea what we do. It's not, it's never really been something that I've celebrated that much. Um, so God knows, I don't know. And I think actually we'll celebrate it as a, there's three of us kind of living together. So I think we'll just celebrate it as a friendship group. I've actually felt that this year and that actually that's been quite nice. I feel like there's a lot more emphasis on the Galantine or yeah. Palantine or whatever you want to call it. Um, I've actually ordered some little cake boxes to be d- delivered to my two best friends in Blackpool. Oh. So they'll be getting those um, like on Valentine's Day or that weekend. Um, and I'm actually going to send something to my brother. So I feel like I'm actually doing more for the people that I love, but yeah. platonically in my life, um, which just feels nice at the minute. You know, I think, again, it's like living with your partner as, as I have been it it's just another day like you know so I, I think it's more me trying to spread my love wider very nice yeah. well maybe maybe she'll make hot quiz buns but she'll put a heart instead of a cross on them with the white you know, I so. well maybe you can request that um <laughs> <laughs> I've got like heart shape all my like valentine's stuff's all still in storage because like my heart shape I've got cutty cutters I've got ramekins that I make my little puddings this is the thing I'm just a sucker like I am such a sucker for all that stuff you know what I'm like I like Halloween I like Easter I like basically everything you can celebrate I just like to go full hog so if you are like me please do send us your pictures on Valentine's Day tag us on Instagram mm-hmm. let us see spread the love and share mm-hmm. it out whether you're um, managing to celebrate it with someone else or you're just showing yourself huge buckets of self-love and is there anything else you want to share Verity anything else for love I think Again, we say this on most episodes now, but I feel like people just need to hear it. Just like be gentle with yourself. Like, you know, if you have thought, oh gosh, over the last year, I had so many plans to find the love of my life, find my soulmate, like really get myself out there. And it's all gone to pot because the world is upside down. Just let it be like, just give yourself permission to be like, do you know what? I've done my best. And if my best is that I gave dating a little try at the start and then gave up or that I've gone on it on and off or whatever it is or even you know for those in a relationship if things have broken down or if things have got better or even you could have gone out of a relationship and into a relationship whatever I think it's just like let's just be kind to ourselves this Valentine's Day because it's been a it's been a tough 12 months and wherever you're at is just where you're meant to be so yeah just send send in a lot of kindness and I would like to send some particular love to single women that want to have children mm. because I think that's definitely been real of all the single women I feel for right now that's the thing I feel that we've had a conversation before about you know it can feel as women that we're on a ticking time bomb and yeah. if you're someone that's been single and in your head you're like I've only got so long to meet someone and to get pregnant etc etc and you felt as if basically now you've lost a year that is beyond like hard to deal with mm-hmm. um, so if that is you I am sending lots of love and I really do hope 
soon we all get to get back out and we're allowed to like run and hug and kiss and snog and do other things with lots of traveling <laughs> people and this is just like a distant memory um so yeah but definitely please do send us send us your love on valentine's day i'll be on instagram sad bored sitting with my dad <laughs> so if um share some love and then we'll share it out so lots of people can see the joyful ways that people are celebrating valentine's day and as always you can drop us an email at free and figuring it out at gmo.com and we will see you next friday Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Free and Figuring It Out. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss the next installment. And if you want to be a superstar, please leave us a review. Or you can get in touch with us. Drop us an email at freeandfiguringitout at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time.